0: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com today and use promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off your first order. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir?
1: Not much. Another Monday morning of another week in June. We're trying to just find our way through this <laughs> month if we can. And then, you know, hopefully uh, the, the football desert will hopefully start opening up. I don't know. That's the thing. is it We're, we're really at, nice. at a spot where we don't even know if, you know, normally we're here. We're excited about football being on the other side of this month or at least some sort of football. We still don't even know if we're going to get very much football on the other side things are still very much moving forward but uh the results in the other sports has not looked so uh uh, uh, encouraging so far so we'll see
0: yeah i saw a report from albert breer over the weekend that some of the coaches are pushing for the season to start a month later just so they have you know another month of information of how to deal with this i think there's also this belief that if, you know maybe they can get some some ideas from the NBA when the NBA season starts here late July uh, of how to just how to manage and navigate through the coronavirus uh, you know all this mess. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they push the season back a few weeks just to gather some more information. But uh, just a lot of a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, we did get some Cowboys news over the weekend, uh, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott is planning on signing the franchise tender, uh, which guarantees him thirty one point four million uh, for the two thousand twenty season. It this really isn't breaking news. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've been kind of been talking about this for a while. But let's kind of go over this again. What what does this mean about Prescott and his future with the Cowboys going forward?
1: Well, I mean, I, you know, I know that it probably doesn't change a ton. You know, I think if anything, it's it's more of a of a you know just kind of a, a, a procedural thing. You know, I mean, it's he he wasn't gonna you know hold out. He wasn't gonna get traded to another team. You know, right. I mean, this is all just kind of you know two negotiating sides uh, kind of going through the motions of negotiation at this point, right? Like, okay, you're gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do this. And then, you know, all of this is, to, you know, just landmarks that they're hitting on the road towards July 15th, which is the actual deadline mm. for when a, a, a long-term deal can be done. And, you know, I mean, not to make this even more anticlimactic, but even that is not, you know, all that is is really a deadline for getting a long-term deal for this season. You know, and, and frankly, right, right, you know, we could talk about how – that would be a, a case of mismanagement, and the Cowboys would end up paying a lot more if they wanted to sign a, a, a long term deal next year, and, and and being on the other side of of a of a of a of, a, of, a, of a three or four more contracts being signed before getting you know three more four three or four more cow, uh, quarterback contracts being signed before you get a chance at Dak Prescott, which probably which might even increase his APY like. I don't know, $10 million. Maybe who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, but I think all of that is, you know, interesting and, and, and and important, but I also think that it also isn't something that means that Dak Preston isn't going to be here beyond this season. So, you know, it, it it, it really is just about what, uh, what they're going to pay him and, and when that deal is going to be viewed as a, a fantastic deal, uh because honestly even in the case where the worst case scenario where the cowboys can't get a long-term deal done by the 15th they have to wait another year and then they sign them to mm-hmm. the quarterback market deal in 2021 even that deal is a, a deal <laughs> that sure. two or three years from then will look like a a, a fantastic steal you know so I, I'm not terribly surprised about the long term. I think we're just hitting landmarks at this point. I am interested to see what happens before July 15th. But if nothing happens for, before July 15th, it doesn't mean that like, I'm getting ready for a different quarterback for the Cowboys in 2021.
0: Right. I think, I think this shows good faith by Prescott, right? right. Because now, now he can go into – I mean, I'm I'm assuming he was part of the Zoom meetings and all that kind of stuff anyways, but – uh, he has a contract for the 2020 season at least uh, he can be a part of all you know all of that stuff learning the offense uh, there's no questions as to whether or not he'll show up for training camp and all that kind of you know nonsense so at the very least i think it shows you hey prescott's going to be ready for the 2020 season i do wonder a little bit i, I obviously i think prescott wants to be a cowboy long term i think he's willing to sign a long term contract but you just mentioned all of the reasons why the Cowboys would be smart to sign Prescott to a deal now because it's going to look better and better the you know the longer that we get away from it. Maybe Prescotts and his agents are really realizing that hey, it's not the worst thing in the world to play on a, you know on a franchise tag. You know what's what's the worst thing that can really happen? You know if you play on that franchise tag, I I, I think knowing all the the weapons the Cowboys have and the coaching staff that's gonna be aggressive in the offensive line, I think he knows if he goes and plays on the you know on the franchise tag and has a really good year and, you know, guys like Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson start to get paid this offseason or into the season, it's only gonna increase his value. So I think I just think it's some posturing here on both sides. But again, I think this is good news for the Cowboys. You you it's not gonna be a distraction going forward. Into training camp and into the regular season, so at the very, very least, um, good a positive step in the right direction. So, any other thoughts on uh, on this Prescott signing before we uh, before we move you on? You know, I,
1: I also wonder like, and I don't have an answer here. Maybe I shouldn't ask a question I don't have an answer to, but No, I, sure, that's the whole point, I, of the yeah, right? I guess right? so. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I also wonder with where. You know the whole situation with COVID and, and, and potential uh, uh, you know stadiums with no with no fans in them and, and how that has an effect on sure. the on the salary cap. I wonder if there isn't some strategic advantage to thinking about pushing this until next year. You know because we okay. don't and and I don't and maybe I'm completely talking out of my butt. Who knows? But I I'm wondering if you know the uncertainty around exactly what's going to happen in next year's cap. Makes it a little bit more palatable for them to say, well, you know what? Look, we're, we'll pay him thirty million guaranteed this year. It's probably it's less than what we probably gonna. End, it's definitely less than what they're, what we're gonna end up paying him annually per year, anyways we also sure. get yeah. a, a little bit more time to see exactly what 2021 is going to look like salary cap wise. And, and, you know, on top of that, usually what happens in these, you know, th- four or five, and that's the other thing. Let's say it's a four year, a four year deal now, right? Usually what happens is first of all, you'd be getting five years because you get this year and then you add another four at at, at you know, 2021, mm-hmm. which is essentially what you wanted, maybe at slightly less than what you wanted. Second of all, you, you know, usually the first year when you sign these deals is the is the year where the 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 drop is down to zero, where where they they reduce your base salary uh, all the way down yeah. to the minimum, and then they pay you basically in signing bonus for that season, right? So that right. would definitely right. provide a lot more of flexibility for. Uh, you know, for what the uh, the Cowboys may be looking to do with this with this uh, reduced salary cap season, it, it might give them the opportunity to be able to play around with the money to get them better under the cap by signing the deal next year. So there may actually suddenly be more um, value or more reason. Uh, for the Cowboys to wait another, you know, wait through the whole season before signing the, the deal. I'm not saying that that's what they want to do, but I'm saying like it. I think it makes that lesser of the two situations a little bit more palatable for the team if they have to go that route. Because now, hey, at the very least, we get a little bit of flexibility in a year in mm. which the salary cap could potentially be going down.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's those are all fair points. So I think again, I <laughs> The, the coronavirus makes things so uncertain. So the further that you can just kind of push things back and just wait for more information, I think, is smarter for both sides. So, again, it's, it's the 22nd of June right now. Uh, the Cowboys and Prescott have until July 15th to figure this out. Um, I think, again, it's a good step in the right direction, sign the franchise tag. We'll see what both sides decide to do over the next uh, three, four weeks. Um, the Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice, that is why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organiz- organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000 to make your own donation along with us. Please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. Just wanted to remind you guys that today's episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is brought to you by Bill Barr. Right before we came on the show, went with the peanut butter uh, protein bar. Absolutely fantastic. If you've never tried a built Bar before, let me tell you this, they are the best tasting protein bars out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. The best part is it's a low calorie bar with a ton of protein packed in and no crazy additives. If you want to get in on Bilt Bars, just go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off your first box. Again, that's LOCKEDON for 50% off your first box. Okay, Lane, there was some other NFL news this weekend um, as Jamal Adams, the all-pro safety for the Jets, uh, officially requested a trade from New York. Um, He listed a bunch of teams that he wants to be traded to. uh, The Ravens, the 49ers, the Chiefs. Uh, the Seahawks all appear on the list, but at the very top was the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Mike Fisher reported that uh, that is the team that he's been trying to, to, to get to. There was a video uh, of him yesterday, uh, you know, saying that he's, he's trying really hard to get to Dallas. Um, let's let's start with that. Uh, what are your thoughts again on this Jamal Adams saga, and do you think the Jets will eventually trade him? <clears throat>
1: um. I, I don't know. I don't know if the answer your last question first. I, I really think it's probably, it might be 50-50 here,
0: you know? Um, I, it seems like we're definitely inching closer to them moving on.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I, I don't know that, I, I'm not of the mind that, uh, of, the, of, of players that, or I guess a of front office is that, that, you know, giving, having these guys getting rid of a malcontent is, uh, a terrible thing. You know, I, I think that there's an argument to be made that if you, if you, every single guy that you, you know, kind of, uh, if you, if you work with every single guy who wants to get out of town, if you, uh, accommodate every person who makes, who complains enough that, yeah. that they're, yeah. you know, that this is going to happen to you constantly and nah, no nah, 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 nah. I, you know, I don't yep. know if I believe that. I, I think that I, I for me it's more make your make your team a more palatable situation. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I mean, frankly, like I don't you know I don't love the way that Jalen Ramsey worked his way out of town. Uh, I don't love the way Jamal Adams is trying to uh, you know get, work his situation necessarily. But at the same time, the Jets opened the door here. You know, when you get an elite player, you probably should make them happy because those are the kind of players who create culture, you know, in your locker room, and showing the showing the rest of the players that you're not willing to budge even for a the top player on their team. I don't know that that's like a good message. To that's that's around. a bad yeah. Precedent. Like yeah. I, I think that there's yeah. an idea that you know, I think this to me kind of reads like the. Sort of an old school mentality of, hey, we're in charge. We're the ones who are going to make the rules here. No, 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 no. You're going to do what we say. You have no leverage. We're not working with you. No, 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 no. Sure. What that actually end up does doing is is you know really showing a lot of potential free agents that may want to come to your team exactly what kind of ownership you've got and exactly what kind well, of
0: well, as I was say, in, 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 to the Cowboys' credit, they're they're the opposite, yeah. right? If you perform. Well, at all in Dallas, you're going to get paid. You know, most of the time by the Cowboys, and if not, you're going to get paid by somebody else. So, I think the Cowboys are on the opposite end of that spectrum. But yeah, go ahead. no, so I, I mean, mean you're right, interrupt. and
1: that's why you have players from other teams saying, "Hey, I'd like to go play for the Cowboys," and you've got players on their teams saying, "Hey, I, I don't want to play with the team that I currently have a contract with." You know, right, you don't right. see Cowboys players demanding trades out of town. You don't see. You no. know, uh, 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 Cowboys players uh, refusing to sign their contracts and and saying that it's that it's you know even at, at the worst when things got with Demarcus Lawrence and and, and Zeke, Never,
0: no one ever no. talked
1: about any trades or them going in anywhere else. And and, and whether that you you know some people would say that may not be the worst thing, but I I, I just think that there 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 are a lot of different ways to to, to run a franchise. But this whole old school mentality of uh, you, oh we won't be held hostage no, no 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 i mean that's not i think that these those front offices are really looking at this wrong and and it's a really a great way to make sure that you don't have a a a, a bunch of good players wanting to come to your team or, or you know i mean look at look at sure, the advantage sure. look at the look even if they don't get Jamal Adams look at what Jamal Adams is willing to give up to come play with the cowboys like, well, that's, that's an the advantage. Next thing to talk about, right? Right. Like...
0: right. I, I was going to say, the, the next part of this conversation that we need to have is if they're, from a report. I believe it was from Calvin Watkins of The Athletic where uh, Jamal Adams has said if he's traded to the Cowboys, he's willing to kind of give up his contract demands. And that's really what's happening here with the Jets is he wants a long-term contract for the Jets to be the highest paid Safety in the NFL. I saw that he actually said he wants $20 million a year. He's not getting that, but he wants to be the highest paid safety in the league. But if he's traded to a team like the Cowboys, not only is he willing to play out the final year of his rookie contract, he said he's willing to play on the fifth year option as well, basically giving the Cowboys two years of time to come up with the funds to pay Adams. And when, you know, if that is the case, and I think it's fair to assume that's true because of how much he wants to come to the Cowboys, I think we need to have a different conversation about this. Because uh, I, we talked about this, you know, during the trade deadline last year and even earlier this year, it's tough to give up picks and then immediately turn around and pay a player. That's, that's typically not a great way of doing business. However, if there is an agreement here from Adams's camp and the Cowboys that, hey, we'll trade for you, just give us a year, year and a half to kind of get our books in order, and then we'll pay you, I, I think I'm more willing to entertain the idea of trading for him, right? I, I, think, that's, I think it makes it way more palatable.
1: I, I think, if anything, it makes, it, it makes me w- more willing to pay more. To, to get sure him, I sure. guess is what I'm saying well
0: especially if you're willing to delay yeah it a bit. I, if yeah. they're
1: willing to, if the, if the the contracts willing to be delayed a little bit then I'm willing to pay more in draft picks I think is what I'm getting at because it makes it a lot more palatable right you're you're part of the the problem of trading away uh, draft picks is the financial specific aspect of it is losing those cheap years that you get for, sure. for that labor sure. If if I'm recouping two of those years and, get, and still getting you know cheap labor for an elite player for two seasons, that certainly makes me, um, um, you know, it make it makes it a lot more palatable for me to pay that extra pick to get that player. So uh, I, I do think that if this is if this is a situation where he's willing to to you know have two seasons of, of before we before we start talking about a new contract. That definitely makes this whole situation a lot more uh, interesting. And I think, again, that makes it more uh, – I think that, make, that that puts it back into the realm of this is a conversation we should be having. Because honestly, it really what sure. it does is it resets everything back to where the, where it was a year ago, right? Like Because now you're talking again about two low-wage years – uh, left on the books because that last year, that's where we were at. You were thinking that you get you know those two years and then he's going to want to re-sign a deal. Now you're getting back getting mm-hmm. back that extra second year, low wage year, uh, and I think that that makes the, the the draft capital you have to trade away a lot more like easy to swallow. And on top of it, I think it, it might be enough to grease the wheels to at least for phone calls to start happening. Now, I think that sure. the angle that still needs to get figured out is what are the Jets going to ask right because I, I really feel like the situation with the hmm. jets after last season after they went through all this last time uh it feels like from what i've heard they felt a little spurned by by the cowboys so there may be and, and again also just kind of back well to, I'll
0: spurn because of how it got out yeah the sure media. that's totally. i mean surprising that the cowboys are one of the most leaky organizations in football but yeah, it seems like that was kind of the issue there. Yeah, right?
1: and I, I wonder if that's you know going to be an issue to uh, you know to to cause delays in this or, or to cause them to request more capital than even maybe the other teams. Uh, I, you know, it's interesting. So I, I think that it's it's enough that it probably uh, could you know it it probably will continue this conversation on for a little bit longer. Sure. Um, but I, I am inter- I am actually fascinated because I do feel like that kind of thing is actually the kind of thing that it will end up moving the needle enough that maybe this actually becomes a conversation that could potentially roll into a reality.
0: Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about where I think I've changed my opinion on Jamal Adams because at the you know last year at this time and even uh, or last year at the trade deadline and even earlier this off season. Um, I, I was not a fan of the Cowboys giving up a first round pick to get Adams, but I think I've changed my mind about that. And we're going to talk about it in a second. Uh, but let me tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their website is incredibly easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always incredibly low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box to let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. So, Landon, our good friend John Owning today wrote a piece about Jamal Adams and how he would fit the Cowboys' defense. And admittedly, I think it, it changed my view a little bit in the situation last year when the Cowboys had Rod Marinelli and uh, Chris Chubb. I think it's fair to say that those two weren't the most flexible defensive coordinators, right? They, they were two that, uh, like the lineup guys for the most part, in the same exact spots. People, for the most again, for the most part, had set positions. If you were a safety, you, a strong safety, you played in the box all the time. There wasn't a lot of movement. Uh, but now with Mike Nolan here with the Cowboys, he is going to run a more multiple defense. And I feel more comfortable in saying that I think Nolan would have a better idea of how to use a player of Adams, uh, you know, by being able to move them all around the field. Not just lining him up in one spot, by using him to blitz more. I think because of the defensive staff you have here, I think Adams makes way more sense now than he did a year ago. Um, would you agree with that statement? Is that, Does that seem fair? And is does the coaching staff maybe play into the idea that the Cowboys should go out and get Adams?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that when you look at, you know, I think it's a lot easier to look at this situation as, man, this is a lot of pay, to pay for a strong safety if you're looking at it through the eyes of Chris Richard and Rod Marinelli, because I think that that's sure. where yep. he would play. Uh, you know, they have very defined roles there, and then that's you know that's the role that he probably best fits. It doesn't really matter that you know it's not a role where of much consequence, right? That he's he'd be the best player at a position of very little consequence in, in this in that defense. I I think mm-hmm. I think in 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 the in a Nolan defense, he could be used however they want. I mean, because he can do whatever he wants. Uh, Well, that's the
0: thing. It's like when you're talking about like, when you're talking about like Adams as a strong safety, that's where I'm like, okay, I'm not giving up a a first round pick for a strong safety, but in a Mike Nolan defense, he's not just a strong safety. And I guess that's where I'm a little bit more open now to, to moving uh, picks for Adams.
1: Yeah. and, And I think that's, that's, you know, again, it's, it's about the, the return on investment, right? And, and I think you're going to get a, uh, a, a better return on investment when you have a, a, a defensive coordinator who can put this guy in a position to make plays more than just, you know, being down in the box sure. and being a run uh, enforcer. You know, you're going to be able to have him line up on top of uh, tight ends. You're going to be able to have him blitz from the outside. I mean, this is a guy who had, you know, four sacks last year. So, I mean, this is, you, you could, he's a fantastic, he's a fantastic, blister. Blister. Yeah, you blitz absolutely. him off the edge, you, you have him drop into coverage, you have him play the run, you, you know, you could do a whole lot of different things, disguise coverages, he'll make plays based off of tendencies and, and, you know, you, you can let him freelance a little bit. I just think that, you know, there's a lot like, you know, I mean, imagine a situation where you had like a, a, a robber situation, and you just let him be the robber. I mean, like, you know, he can just sure. do kind yeah. of whatever he needs. And, and I think that's, you know, that's, that's the way that you get the most out of a guy that you're paying like that is he again almost like a he's like a supersized, more talented version of, of Xavier Woods, to be honest, you know, where it's like he's he's good at a, he's very good at a lot of different things. But the thing he's the best at is doing all the things right is like is having him do a right, little exactly. bit of this, doing yep. a little bit of that, not knowing what to expect from him. Uh, And then and then deploying him in a way that you you weren't expecting. So uh, yeah, to answer your question, I definitely think that who he's playing for is going to have a a, you know just because safety is such a position that can it's it can very much be deployed. You know, it's it's very much how like your your aligned on the field can really tell you exactly uh, uh, what how how well he's going to be able to affect the game. So uh, yeah, I think that who the coaching staff really really plays into uh, the value that you're the return on the investment that you're gonna get from a player like Jamal Adams
0: yeah we've seen you know and again not the same type of player but I've seen like Malcolm Jenkins in the Saints defense and being able to use him near the box and use him as a linebacker in certain situations now he think he's a little bit better in coverage than Adams is uh, but Adams is certainly a better run defender and Blitzer but the fact that they've have experience using those kind of safeties. And, um, you know, we've seen the Saints use a bunch of three safety looks with Vaughn Bell and Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins. So uh, I, I guess I'm just more open to the idea of having or paying for a box safety with Mike Nolan now because you know that he's not just a box safety. They're going to use him, you know, as a as a fifth rusher a lot of times on passing situations. He might be a, a nickel linebacker uh, in certain packages. So I just think... Now that we know the system, we know they're, they're going to be more multiple. Having a guy like Adams truly allows your defense uh, to be multiple for the first time in a long, long time. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Lane at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.